Good evening and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027. I'm Richard Cock, and every Sunday at this time from 6 to 9 we talk to someone who is a person of note and listen to music of their choice. My guest tonight is a very special guest, Vota Kellerman, who is a flautist and one of South Africa's few Grammy Award winners. Is that right? Yes, thanks Richard. Thanks for having me. It's yes. wonderful to have you on the program. <laughs> Yes, there are, there are very few Grammy winners in South Africa. I think South Africa has has got many deserving uh, Grammy Award winners, but we don't do the marketing <laughs> well <laughs> who, enough. Who who are other Grammy Award winners? That's uh, Mary Makeba. Yeah, uh, that was in the sixties, um, and then there's Lady Sp- Lady Smith Black Mombazo and Soweto Gospel Choir, and you and me, um, and I think. Um, the, um, I think there are a few more for production, yeah. but not not for not, not on the artistic artists, side. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And it's wonderful to have a Grammy Award winner here in the studio. But your life started out just as an ordinary flautist or something else. Maybe you were doing something else before playing the flute. Yes, I was actually. When I left school, I wanted to study music, um, but uh, my parents didn't have any money. Um, and so I had to get a bursary, and uh, I was offered a bursary to study electronic engineering by Anglo-American. And so I took that because that was my only option to go to university. And um, I enjoyed that as well. I'm, I'm one of those people who enjoy most uh, so things. So you did it? I did it, yeah. yeah I finished at, at uni- University of Joburg, um, did an electronic engineering, electronic electrical engineering degree, and then um, went to work for them because I had to work back my bursary for a few years and um, stopped halfway while working back and started my own engineering company so I, I would have time to play music. Because um, that's what you still always that, that wanted to do. That was my passion. Yeah. So, and I joined a military band, um, which was a half-day job as well to keep going, um, which, which offered me the opportunity to practice every day and still earn some money. This wasn't the famous Light Horse Band? Was no, it? I wasn't. I was, I was in the military, uh, in the medical services band. Yeah. And um, so I stayed there until my engineering company took off, and, uh, but also had children early, so life became very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I took some risks. Very, very exciting but expensive. <laughs> yeah. Very. Uh, and I, I, I took some risks very early on because I was I really wanted to go and study music overseas. And um, so I decided to in, to invest all my money in the stock exchange. And my uncle was an expert or a so-called expert. And he I, I went to all the banks, loaned all the money that I could from different banks. And being graduated, I could... Uh, they would loan me a lot of money. And that was in um, July 87. Well, obviously it's been a success story. <laughs> Let's listen to one of your pieces now. This is African Hornpipes. That was called African Hornpipes, traditional song arranged by Vota Kellerman and J.B. Arthur. That's right, yes. And joining him there were Victor Masondo, Innocent Modiba, Mfaniseni Ntlama, and I guess a few other people as well. Yes. Um, we were hearing about your your music career. Yes. And so is the engineering company still going? Well, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. Um, 
as I said, I, I invested all my money in the stock exchange, but my timing was extremely bad because <laughs> <laughs> it was July 87, just Oof, before I remember it. Black October. I remember and it. And I lost uh, 90%. Of and I must tell you that on that same day, it was October the 17th or something, something like, something that, like yes. that, we launched the Transvaal Chamber Orchestra. The oh, same day. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was the chap who was helping me raise the finance was a stockbroker. And it oh, was that no. same day. Yeah. And oh, so everyone took a hit time. that day. Yeah, I'm sorry you took a hit. Yeah, I, I lost. I was completely bankrupt. I lost more than I had because I had loaned all this money and I lost 90% of what yeah. I And then just after that, the interest rates went up to 23%. So... I and you still had loans. I had yeah, all these loans. Ish. So I spent the next five years um, just working night and day to to pay the money back. Um, but anyway, w- what I was saying. But I'm sure it teaches you something. It does, yeah. It Resilience, does. determination. <laughs> exactly. And which it, stood you in good stead later. Yes, it tests your, your resolve. Yeah. It does. And um, yeah, so... Um, I tried, I, I, I kept on with my engineering company and every few years I tried to be a full-time musician and run out of money and go back to engineering. And that, that I did that for another 15 years to and fro until finally um, I managed to do the, the switch yeah. about 12 years ago. And you've never looked back. Yeah, and since then I've been obsessive. I've been absolutely <laughs> I obsessed think you were, position. You were pretty obsessed <laughs> for those years when you were trying to repay the money too. No, but it's, I'm sure all these things, uh, well, I don't know if they're there for a purpose, but we learn from all these experiences of life. Whether yes. they're good or bad, there's a learning experience for all of us. So, dear listeners, please take this to heart. Voto yes. has also been in a bad place. Very, very bad. And yes. he's now in a good place. <laughs> Are you in a good place now? Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, yeah. I've, it's been a fantastic 12 years and the music has just really been, people were very skeptical when I stopped my engineering company and said, you know, I'm now in my 40s. I've played music all my life, but now I want to do it full time. I'm going to giving up, giving up my engineering company. And, and in know, fact, yeah. for you, it was a whole new world. And that's, we're going to hear now, part of the New World Symphony by Dvorak. This is the uh, beginning, this, the slow start, and then moving into the Allegro with the Johannesburg Philharmonic Orchestra. The fabulous first movement of the Symphony Number no. 9, the New World Symphony by Antonin Dvorak. The Joburg Philharmonic Orchestra there under N. Schau. The choice of Wouter Kellermann who's my guest in People of Note. He recently won a Grammy. He's been nominated now three times, or twice, 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 twice yes. for the Grammy, uh, and he's won six Sama Awards. Exactly, yeah. All of this is good, Fota. <laughs> so your, your career as a flautist has certainly taken off, and recently you've launched yet another CD, Yes, um, we've been working for many years now on Symphonic Soweto, a tribute to Nelson Mandela. It's a collaboration between myself and Soweto Gospel Choir um, with featuring the Kazerin Philharmonic and Angelique Kijo as well. So it's it's basically we've taken, um, it's a dedication to Nelson Mandela and to Soweto. So we've taken songs, popular songs linked to Nelson Mandela and Soweto and arranged that for choir, flute, and, and orchestra. 
Uh, and we also took some of the struggle songs of the time and did the same with that and also wrote some new music. And it's just in time for his centenary of exactly, his birth. Exactly, yeah, it was aimed, it's aimed, for, aimed for this year, yeah. yes. Um, and, of course, we've had new attention drawn to that by the death of Winnie Mandela recently. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very relevant yeah. at the moment. It's amazing how these cycles of things happen because uh, Zola Squeyia died, uh, you know, about the exactly. same time. All these old stalwarts are slowly mm. passing on mm. and, um, and the new generation is taking over. Yeah, and it, it's been... It's been lovely to to work on the struggle music as well, and just to you know to, to feel the spirit and with the Soweto Gospel Choir work on it and um, you know get some more insight you know into that time. And I think we should play one of these pieces now. This is called Rainbow Nation, and it features you and the Soweto Gospel Choir and, as you said, the KZN Philharmonic. This is yes, Rainbow Nation. This is a song that. Um, that, that we wrote newly for this for this CD. That was Rainbow Nation, a brand new piece by Vota Kellerman. It's not a rearrangement of an old traditional song or a struggle song, but a brand new piece. Yes. And what prompted that? Well, you know, we were thinking, uh, you know, being a Mandela tribute and the whole concept of the Rainbow Nation. So we wanted to write some new music for this album. So I worked with uh, Moritz Lotz, and um, actually, you know, we tried, I spent um, about a month of eight-hour days um, composing, and um, all those ideas I, I put forward when we had a meeting with Soweto Gospel Choir and, and J.B. Arthur and various of the producers, and the co-producers on the album, and um uh, they didn't like any of it. <laughs> so, but uh, Moritz and I just jammed for one day. We would, uh, you know, he came over and we just, we just played and jammed. And those ideas, in five minutes, we created two really good ideas. And we took one of those ideas and developed it. And they really liked that. And you know, I always try and and balance my my ideas. I create a lot of music, and um, which I all love. And then I do bounce it off other people and, and then just decide which to, to you know, to progress with. Yeah. yeah. You know, in, in, I'm just thinking back to classical times or classical music because Brahms used to do that a lot with Clara and Robert Schumann he would, and his close friends. He would write pieces, play them for them, often in secret he would play them. He wouldn't let other people know that this was happening. Oh. And then he would revise them and change them and often destroy them. Uh, oh, because wow. he was very self-critical. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. I'm also very self-critical. I, um, especially in the performance part, you know, um, like in this case, um, it was very easy for me to just forget about the whole month of work that I did. And because I also sent Wessel von Rensburg um, the ideas, and he also didn't think they were brilliant. And um, so I, it was very easy. I really didn't mind. But what I often do is when I record the 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 albums i would you know i'm very critical and i would just give up on something and redo it many 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 times and re-edit and take more takes and that's why i have a studio at home so i can do as many as i like so you don't have to hire it from anyone else exactly yeah. Yeah. well and and i think by looking at the the sleeve of your latest 
CD, Symphonic Soweto. It's really beautifully produced in full color. And I mean, it, yes. it doesn't make very good radio, but I've got <laughs> it here in front of me, and it's it's beautifully produced. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we, it's like a little work of art all on its own. We we do think of the albums like that, and we print it in a digipack digi form, and, and we do think of it as the art and the visual aspect must match the the um, oral aspect. Now you mentioned in passing Moritz Lotz, and we're going to hear a traditional Western piece now, Green Sleeves arranged by Moritz Lotz, and I guess you're involved in those arrangements too. Yes. This features you and him, Matthijs Maria, Susie Mouton, Annika Fasahi, and many others, I'm sure. Yeah. Here it is, Green Sleeves, in a version featuring my guest, Vota Kellerman. That was part of the Winds of, Winds of Samsara album, which was the one that won the Grammy. And this was a collaboration with Ricky Kej, um, an Indian composer and producer from Bangalore that I worked with to, to make this album. That's where, why you hear those Indian influences in there. What does it mean to win a Grammy? What, what does it do for you? Um, you know, it can do a lot, but it also cannot do a lot if you if you if you don't push it it's got the potential so you have to make use of it you have to make some people win a grammy and they never tell anybody that they, they, they never promote themselves and and it sort of just disappears it could but it it, it it made a huge difference to me because people started taking us seriously and you know being having had my own engineering company i i know about the business side of things so i was able to to use the fact that we won a grammy and make the most of it. And I think that's an important aspect of it. Worldwide? Worldwide. It's, yeah. been, it's been amazing. You know, I go to, to India. They have me back three or four times a year to do um, tours there. Um, in the U.S., people want me to go and perform there. So um, it's really meant a lot. And then you promote yourself as Vota Kellerman Grammy Award winner. Yes. Because people understand what a Grammy Award is. Yes, they do. They, that's that's the, uh, the highest accolade a musician can get. Just world. for our listeners' sake, tell us who awards these Grammys and and how it's done. Um, yes, there there are in the U.S. there are twelve thousand voting members. Those are all musicians or people in the music industry. They they're musicians or producers um, or engineers. So they vote every year. Every year there's more than twenty thousand entries, and um, these twelve thousand voting members then vote. On those entries. Do they have to listen to 20,000? And that is the thing they don't. So <laughs> <laughs> they don't. So if you, if you enter your album and you have no presence in the US, they're not going to know about it and they won't listen to it, which means even though it might be super deserving, it might not get there. So you have to have a presence and you have to be touring the US and, and make sure they know about it. But it's not based on airtime or playtime no. or anything. It's it's uh, that's the whole issue. It's not it's not based on popularity. It's supposed to be based based on quality only. Um, so sometimes you get the the most popular songs don't win, while something else that's maybe a bit better does win. But there are also different categories. So there's an artistic category and an engineering category and a presumably a, a, a beautiful looking album category yes there's there's a lot of categories you know um there's all obviously the pop and the rock and um those and then there's world music new age music okay and there's engineering categories and production 
categories. Classical, um, musical, classical. Yeah. yeah, there's a whole range of classical okay. categories. Well, we're going to go to a classical recording now. I don't know whether this won a Grammy, but it's the Violin Concerto by Max Bruch. Daniel Hope, who was born in Durban, is playing with the Royal Stockholm Philharmonic Orchestra under Sakari Orama, the choice of my guest, Voter Kellerman. That was the second movement, Adagio, from the Violin Concerto No. 1 by Max Bruch, Daniel Hope playing with the Royal Stockholm Philharmonic Orchestra under Sakari Oramo. And I have to ask you, Voter, did you go through, when you were at school, let's say, or even while you were at university, did you go through the sort of standard classical training of a flautist? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I didn't ever study um, music. Um, I studied engineering. But I went through and I was the principal flautist of the National Youth Orchestra. Okay. And that's why earlier the uh, Dvorak New World Symphony yeah. is one of the symphonies we played. Yes. And it's been a favorite of, of mine ever since. Was this while you were at university? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you were still playing, you were still serious about your flute I playing. was very yeah. serious and I, for, for a while I played competitions. Yeah. And, um, and I went for about 10 years, I went overseas to do master classes every year to the European and American summers and learned from the from the best teachers in the world. Who was your flute teacher that influenced you the most? Do you think probably probably William Bennett, the yeah. English? Uh, he's uh, yes, in I've my mind the, yeah. the best teacher in the world. Yeah. And um, I went. I first went over there when I was in my twenties, and then went to many more of his master classes. And I even brought him out here. Yes, he's been here to South that, Africa. Yeah. And the, the first time he came out here, that was me yeah. initiating that process. And he's really amazing. You know, he really, uh, it's about the colors of the flute. And, and he was so influential. And I absolutely loved learning with him. And who got you going at the beginning? Um, I had, I started when I was 10 years old. And there was this teacher that I don't remember the name. And she was amazing. She was so lovely. But she only taught me for one year. And then she had a baby. And I wish I could find out who she is and thank her. Because she really instilled she made a huge difference to my life. She was so encouraging. And, you know, as a 10-year-old, you know, that encouragement and, and, and the love of music just f absolutely flowed into me. And I remember the first, after my first lesson, I went home and practiced for three hours. And I was just completely, and, and she was amazing. Um, John Hinch was, uh, um, you know, once I left um, school um, and I was in the... Um, and my military service I spent in the Air Force band. And during that time, I started learning with him, and he's, he's been another strong influence. Well, you never know who listens to these programs. So if there's a flute teacher out there who can remember teaching, uh, were you a sort of tall, gangling 10-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was. This was uh, 1971 at Randburg High School. You know, there was a um, music center there in the afternoons. And... Um, and the, the teacher who took over from her was Chris Neves, also uh, um, really powerful. Okay, influence. well, there's some clues coming yeah, out now. Randberg High School Music Center, Chris Neves, whoever was teaching before Chris Neves. Yes. If you're listening to this program, then you must contact Voter Kellerman, and we'll give you his details shortly. But we're going to hear him now playing with Paul Wellock. This is an Irish march. That was an Irish march, traditional Irish march, played by my guest, Voter Kellerman and Paul Wellock on guitar. 
Is that from another CD? Yes, that's from the first album that we made. Um, Paul is my yoga teacher and amazing guitarist. So for a while, both of us were so in the, so much in the classical world that um, and we were really bad at anything else like improvising. So um, we decided to start working and being both absolutely clueless at, at improvising, we'd feel free around each other to develop. So we spent about two years, um, three times a week doing yoga first and then music. Um, and um, this is one of the songs that came on that eventually made it to the first album. Uh, and just while we were off air listening to that um, Irish march, uh, Vota told me that whoever his f- first flute teacher was, her baby was born on, on your birthday. On my birthday on the 20th of September. As far as I remember, but I remember her um, hearing that news. Okay, so here's another clue. If your mother was a flute teacher and you were born on or about the 20th of September, then Verda Kellerman wants to hear from you. <laughs> exactly. you, know, you don't remember her name at all. I don't. No. It's, I mean, it's so long ago. and yeah. She only taught me for one year, but I yeah. do remember the influence that she yeah. had. So there are lots of clues. And how do they get hold of you? Um, Have you got a website or something? I do. Um, it's votakillerman.com. Yeah, votakillerman.com. Yeah, W-O-U-T-E-R-K-E-L-L-E-R-M-A-N. Or my email address, killermanvoter at gmail.com. Well, that's easy enough. Yeah. Gmail.com. So there they are, votakillerman.com or killermanvoter, W-O-U-T-E-R, at gmail.com if anybody has clues about this flute teacher so it was Randberg High School Music Center exactly what was the year 1971 1971 that's when I started so it must have been 1971 1972 around there Chris Neves was the person who followed up exactly a baby was born on or about the 20th of September (laughs) yes that's I think I mean that's uh, quite a lot of clues yes or maybe there's someone from Randberg High school, who can remember? Yeah, um, this was yeah. separate from the actual school. It was. Yeah, I remember afternoon. we had the. I remember those. There was one at Wendywood also. Yeah, there was a brilliant. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel so lucky um, because we. I remember the my ter- my parents could afford those lessons. It wasn't very expensive. And yeah, I remember. Was, it was such a lovely opportunity, which yeah. I'm still thankful for today. Yeah. And there are plenty of kids out there learning starting in these various like the Joburg Youth Orchestra they run these their projects around and it's fantastic how they get people started PE is a great place for music I go down to PE quite a lot in fact I was born in PE okay and uh, there are fantastic things going on in the schools there I'm just I'm really impressed by all the things that do go on yeah, I mean, there's <coughs> lots of things that are not going on at the moment, yeah. which is which is not good for us yeah. as musicians. But there are lots of yeah, things that are going really on. People do really good work. Yeah. You're listening to Classic 1027. I'm Richard Koch. The program is People of Note, and my guest is Vota Kellerman. Welcome back to the second hour of People of Note on Classic 1027. It's just gone 7 o'clock, and I'm talking to Vota Kellerman. And I notice your next choice is a fabulous cellist. Uh, did you ever play any other instruments? No, I, I've just played flute. Um, I still want to play some piano and some guitar. 
Uh, but flute has really been an all-encompassing passion. Well, there's lots of time yet. Uh, you never know. You may win another Grammy for playing <laughs> something else. So why did you choose Jacqueline? She's probably my favorite artist of all time, favorite musician. Um, just the passion that she's able to express through her playing. You know, sometimes her playing is a bit rough. Um, it's not always that clean, but the passion that comes through is so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit like Maria Callas also. Exactly. Also, at yeah. times, in fact, very rough at times, yeah. but everyone who's heard of her talks of that passion and yeah. commitment. And, yeah. and the music really moves you enough. For, for me, that's what music is about. It must move you. This is Jacqueline Dupre playing the first movement of the Cello Concerto Number no. 1 by Joseph Haydn. She's joined by the English Chamber Orchestra and Daniel Barenboim. Jacqueline Dupre, playing the first movement of the Cello Concerto No. 1 in C Major by Joseph Haydn, the English Chamber Orchestra under Daniel Barenboim, and the choice of Vota Kellerman, who's my guest in People of Note. Now, Vota, I just want to go to your new CD, and I want to find out, because this is obviously quite a long process, how long does it take you to, from first thoughts to seeing the final product? Well, this was about two and a half years. We, we took about nine months just conceptualizing because and deciding which songs. It was quite a process. We worked with the Nelson Mandela Foundation because we we, we wanted to be sure that the, the music that we choose would be fitting and and um, you know. So we worked quite closely with them, and we had some advisors, George Madana, for example, whose um, whose late wife was um, Madiba's uh, personal assistant. Um, and we worked with a lot of people to decide, and then came the arrangements. You know, that's a whole other process. And I worked with various arrangers across the world, mostly South African, um, to to arrange all this music for symphony, orchestra, flute, and choir. I think we've got fantastic arrangers here. We have amazing. We do. Yeah. I think yeah. our South African musicians are, well, I don't know, they're certainly appreciated here, but I think they may be underappreciated by the rest of the world. Yes. I mean, is that fair? That's fair. And I, it's not just the arrangers, the musicians. Um, you know, when we started traveling overseas, that's something that I really noticed is that South African, the quality of South African music in general is really world standard. It's just that people don't know about it and we, we don't broadcast it uh, as well as we should. I think that's the well, we're trying to fix that tonight because yes. <laughs> we're going to play now one of the struggle songs, Wasi Kokela and Koloyena Sizongena. These are from your new CD. They feature Vota and the Soweto Gospel Choir and yeah. the KZN Philharmonic. And that was arranged by uh, Tembam Kize, Bra Tembam Kize, did a beautiful job, and orchestrated by John Walton of the KZN Film. That was, well, Vodou, you can say what it is. Yes, that was, um, you know, an, an arrangement of three struggle songs. Um, and that was arranged by Timbam Kize. And, you know, the, the strange thing about this piece is I took it to a very brilliant Grammy-winning um, American arranger and composer. And I said, could, could, you do, could you put these three songs together and make a sort of a symphonic arrangement out of it? And he listened to it and he says, no. Uh, uh, it's impossible. It's just the chord sequence is one, four, five, and it's just repetitive, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing I can do with it. And I gave it to Bratimba, and he 
made this exquisite arrangement. Uh, I mean, it's just the, 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 the sheer talent that we have in South Africa is really mind-boggling. Yeah, it is. And I think perhaps our local arrangers understand the style. Exactly. Also. Yeah. And they know where they can go and, and how, because that's the balance that he got perfectly. He, he went in and he had different chords, interesting chords, but he didn't uh, steer very far away. He still had the energy and the, the essence of the piece, pieces. Yeah, and I think that's what makes our South African traditional music what it is, is exactly. that same chord sequence, but with, yeah. with subtle changes all exactly. the time. Yeah. Yeah. And what's nice about those uh, songs with those chord sequences is that you can put so many of them together. You can sort of mash them up together yeah. because of the chord sequences. Exactly. And it makes it very interesting. Yeah. So that was um, three South African songs, Wasi Kotela, Koloyena and Sizongena uh, in a sort of medley done by Tembo Mkize. And that's from your new CD, which is actually being launched very shortly now. I mean, this is like a, a, a pre-launch exactly. launch, if you like. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's uh, being launched, launched on the 25th um, yeah. uh, Wednesday. It, it's already available on iTunes um, and um, but we're only doing the full launch, uh, the proper launch now. And if people want to buy these CDs, do they get them through you? Or how do um, they get them? Yes, they, they, they should be av- uh, orderable in the stores. Um, and they can get it, obviously, on all digital platforms. And it's called Symphonic Soweto, a tribute to Nelson Mandela. And it features my guest, Vota Kellerman, and the Soweto Gospel Choir, and also the KwaZulu-Natal Philharmonic. Now, I think we should listen to one more piece, uh, and then I want you to tell me what prompted you. Obviously, the title, Symphonic Soweto, had something to do with Mm -hmm. it. The fact that you used an orchestra, because that adds a whole different dimension to everything. So let's listen to uh, something from another of your CDs. This is called Nocturne. It also features uh, Michael Lewin on piano and the Seattle Pro Music Choir. And it's by, the original is by Chopin, but arranged here by Ricky Kej and David Goss. That was a take on a piece by Chopin, one of his Nocturnes, arranged by Ricky Kej and David Goss. And it featured, of course, my guest, Vota Kellerman. And who's Michael Lewin? He's not a South African, I don't think. No, he's an amazing Boston-based pianist, uh, lecturer, uh, professor at the um, Boston Conservatory and um exquisite exquisite pianist so we you know we we heard his recording of this and uh, then decided to to develop a bit further ricky and i and to add the some indian influences you heard there and it was really tricky because we wanted you know chopin is so amazing so perfect that you don't want to change anything he does but we also wanted to give a sort of a different version um and uh, we really tried to strike that balance so what sort of category of musician do you fall into? Crossover, obviously. Yeah. World music, yes. Yes. Um, what else? There must be several categories you there fall are, into. There are, you know, and it, it does reflect in the kind of festivals and performances we do. You know, I'm, I'm a world musician. I'm a, I'm a classical musician. I'm a folk musician. Um, That's so we, lucky for you because you get invited to all sorts of different festivals. Yes. And, you know... Um, uh, some of the music that I made was originally uh, conceptualized as a modern classical composition. But then when you add drums and, and, and some, some bass, then it becomes something, then it becomes a world music piece. 
Um, so we, we just sort of restage it depending on where we're playing. You know. So you, even now, one piece could fall into different categories exactly. depending on who you're performing exactly. with. Exactly. You know, because, for example, the Chopin you just listened to is a classical piece, but it, it's also a world music piece because it's got those Indian influences. And a crossover piece. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's uh, really interesting. But now your next choice is a classical piece. Also very beautiful, Kol Nidre. And I see the pieces you choose all have melody. Yes. And You're obviously a melody man. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I think playing the flute and having been influenced, you know, uh, from that, from a young age, my ear goes to the melody. And that's, you know, I often when, when I produce an album, I have other people who are more focused on the harmony uh, part of it to, to collaborate with me. This is uh, Col Nidre by Max Bruch. The cellist is Ofra Harnoy and the London Philharmonic Orchestra conducted by Sir Charles McCarris. Gosh, isn't that beautiful? That was Col Nidre by Max Bruch, Ofra Harnoy playing the cello and the London Philharmonic Orchestra under Sir Charles McCarris. The choice of Voter Kellerman. That was my, my father's favorite piece of music and um, we didn't know it. Um, I didn't realize that because I also loved the piece, but I didn't know and, until he died and my mom one, one night played me and said, this was your dad's favorite piece. So I would love to record this on the flute, uh, but it's obviously written for cello, but you can convert it um, because, you know, th there's a whole range of flutes. I, I often play the contrabass flute, the bass flute, the alto flute. Do you own all these? I don't. Uh, I, I do, uh, except for the contrabass flute, I'm still looking to do that. But even a bass flute, I, the first time I saw a bass flute, I think, was at a flute festival with James Galway. Oh, yes. And they had a flute ensemble yeah. with bass flutes. Yeah. You can hardly hear it, but it's there. And they record. Yeah. They record well. Yeah, because you, know. you can have the mic yes. close. Yeah. So I want to do a recording of this Col Nidre. And I don't think it will be performable live because you have to swap between the flutes, but I think it could make a beautiful recording. So that's one of my dream projects. So you've got some projects in the pipeline that you're thinking of. I do. Well, I, all the time, I guess. I have, I have a thousand ideas in my head all the time, and I'm just constantly developing and working on them. Well, uh, Col, Nidre, Col Nidre would fit into a sort of uh, – a Middle Eastern. I mean, if you yes. wanted to cro cro go into the world music scene. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm, maybe that's part of it that appeals to me. It's got those um, Jewish melodies, yeah. folk melodies. Yeah. That, uh, and, and certainly there's lots of interesting stuff in the Middle East. Yeah. Because the, flu yeah. the flute and the oboe, yeah. I think there's a sort of Middle Eastern oboe, exactly. which, which fits into that yeah. category. And uh, here you come now. This is going to America for Shenandoah. Just tell us about this one. Yes, this is um, this is one of my favorite tunes, um, and um, one of the things I would still like to do is sing a little bit. But I, I'll I'll have to develop it. The people around me are not too convinced that I have the potential. But this is one of the songs that I like to sing in the shower. So um, you know, and and the lady um, uh, Alexis who's singing um, is one probably my favorite vocalist in the world. She's in India and based in Bangalore. And I got to know her through Ricky Cage, my collaborator over there. So we got her to sing the melody over here. Shenandoah featuring, is it Alexis, the singer? Yeah, Alexis and, de Souza. And you playing the flute. Now, that, there's another interesting thing. She's an Indian, 
yeah. uh, with a name de Souza, presumably from those early days of yes. Portuguese settlement. Yes. I've you come across cricketers called Pereira, and yeah. I once came across an amazing uh, church musician called Handel. His surname was Handel. Oh yes. I don't know what the <laughs> connection was, but but he was definitely an Indian guy. Yeah. Um, so the, interesting those old colonial influences on people yes. too. And also, you know, in these days, people, um, because of the accessibility of the music, people listen very widely. So you get people with very, from all over the world, crossing over and, and combining different influences yeah. in their music. And obviously, your relationship with Ricky Kedge has been a very fruitful one. It has. We've, we've actually continued to work together. I've helped him with his subsequent albums, and he's helped me with my subsequent albums. And I do a few concerts with him every year. We've um, his his subsequent album was called Shanti Samsara, which is an album for um, for for nature um, conservation and climate change. And um, Mahendra Modi, the the Indian Prime Minister, asked him to do this album, and they launched it at the, at the COP21 summit. And um, so we have a few concerts every year where we do have a concert for climate change. And do you do many concerts around South Africa? Um, I haven't done as many as I would like because I've been traveling so much. I've now, come on, voter. You, this is <laughs> this is your home. We need more concerts in South Africa. Yes. You know, I would love to perform Symphonic Soweto um, here, but it's quite an undertaking with full symphony orchestra, full choir, you know, uh, rhythm section. And so at the moment, we, we're looking at trying to get the, some sponsorship to, to make that happen. But, you know, that's really ambitious. And expensive what what to made you go with the orchestra in the first place? Was it the, wanting that sound or what? Um, yes, you know, um, uh, so it, Bev Breyer, the, the director of the Soweto Gospel Choir, um, actually mentioned the idea first, and it was her brainchild to start with. Um, and she said that they've always wanted to do something with symphony orchestra and that it might be a good idea to, to combine Soweto Gospel Choir, Symphony Orchestra, and the, the idea of Soweto. And um, so that's where it started. But, you know, unbeknownst, I uh, fell into a very complicated world because um, everybody tunes slightly differently. The, the, I find that the, the um, South African choirs um, tune slightly flat, um, and then they sing with so much passion, and the passion brings them in tune. It's the passion and that tuning is so typical and so beautiful. While the symphony orchestra like to go slightly sharp, you know, the, the KZN Philharmonic uh, normally uh, is on 442. Yeah. And um, they always want it to be a little bit brighter and to get those together turned out to be a significant challenge. And I just, uh, talking about local musicians and playing here, I see your next uh, choice is Featuring people like Melissa van der Spey, Luc van der Merwe, Jan Hendrik Harley, and Anjuli Nock. This is a piece called Solo 2, or Still Life. That was music by Elliot Goldenthal. Solo 2, is that right? Yes, and that was from the, from the movie soundtrack from Frida, one of my favorite films of all time. And it featured Vota Kellerman, of course, with lots of South African musicians playing along there. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. My guest, as you heard, is Vota Kellerman. I'm Richard Koch. It's nearly 8 o'clock. We're going to take a short break. And after the break, we've got music by Edward Grieg. 
another melody. That was Solvig's song from the Peer Gint Suite by Edward Grieg. Barbara Bonney was the soloist there singing it. The choice of Voter Kellerman. And I just want to give you his details again so that you can look him up. Um, VoterKellerman.com or his email is KellermanVoter, W O U T E R, Kellerman, and that's K E L E R M A N, KellermanVoter at gmail.com. KellermanVoter at gmail.com. And you can email him, and then if you want to get these new CDs, I, you can steer them in the right direction. Symphonic Soweto, a tribute to Nelson Mandela, is available on all the online platforms. And um, if, they, if the, the stores don't have it in stock, they'll be able to order it. And when you say that the launch is happening this week, that's the sort of the official launch of the piece. But you say it's on iTunes already. Yes. So we, we, did, uh, we did an early uh, soft digital yeah. release because people were really <laughs> waiting for it. Yeah. So, but, um, and, but it was a bit premature because it wasn't the centenary yet. So yeah. we thought the official launch would be better done now. And iTunes is working for you? Yes, I'm, iTunes works really well. And iTunes, do you get something out of it? Or is yes. It, yes. Yeah. We, so uh, people have to download it and pay? Yes. Yeah, or exactly. pay and then download. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it works. iTunes works really well. A lot of people use iTunes. And who controls that? Or where is it controlled from? Well, it's, you know, it's in the digital space. So does the money come direct to you? Um, via somebody else. Yeah, it's via the record company. It's via, you know, okay. the, the record company, which in this case is Universal. So they collect all the money. Yeah. And then hopefully they pay you. Yes. And, but yeah, exactly. They, they do pay us. They do pay. <laughs> yeah. And of course, a, a lot of these are your compositions or arrangements. So presumably you get via Samro. I don't know who you're collecting. Samro, yes. Samro. Yeah. Is the intellectual copyright exactly? So you get a check it every six months from them as well. Yes, and yeah. um, that's those are the the income streams of the musician. And also, if if any of this music get placed in a film or or something like that, then you get an income stream from both the compos- com- uh, from both the composition part and the master part. So the fact that you've actually created this music and performed it. Um, so those are two income streams if it if it does get linked with video. And have some of yours done that? Um, yes. Uh, you know, one of my early pieces was actually used for a Kentucky Fried Chicken ad. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was quite because it, <laughs> it was such a surprise um, because, you know, we made this sort of very sort of silly, happy tune. And they really loved it, and they used it for their ads, and that was really, um, I mean... Um, that was worthwhile. Yeah, very much yeah. worthwhile, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> sorry, I'm, and I apologize for laughing, but it's just, it sounds so funny. Did someone just discover it? They just discovered it, the, yeah. the person, and then um, also I played on the soundtrack of Eye of the Leopard, which is a nature movie that won a, a couple of Emmys, um, you know. So the, the music is very suitable for, you know... Yeah. Well, here comes Soweto Travels, which uh, is that one of from the new CD? Yes, that is. Um, and that was, you know, um, I'll, I'll, I can tell you a little bit about after we listen to the music. So, yes, this piece actually started off, we were working on a, on a British uh, dance production a collaboration, South African-UK um, dance collaboration. And I worked with David Matamela, who choreographed African put- Footprint. 
but is also a very natural musician. And um, so he was choreographing the piece and guiding us in what kind of music he wanted. <coughs> so this is how this song started. And then when I was doing Symphonic Soweto, I was thinking that would be beautiful if we can arrange it with symphony orchestra. So I asked Moritz Lotz to, to help me with the arrangement. And so this has become a really um, unique piece. And it, it won some awards. Um, um, it won the um, U.S. Composition Awards. Um, uh, actually, I stand corrected, but um, for, for Best World Music Composition. Um, so... Um, it's really taken us, and I think this is one of the pieces that would re work really well in a film, you know, film as score for film. And when you're doing these pieces, do you have at the back of your mind which would work live in the concert? And some of them may only work in recording. Exactly. But <clears throat> in the back of your mind, do you think maybe this one would work well in concert? I do, and this one I think will be very hard to perform um, because we've got that vocal percussion um, so with symphony orchestra. So, but we're going to try. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to yeah. try. But yes, um, some do better than others in yeah. live performances, and we sort of try them out and see what works as we go along. And then we go back, and what I love your choice of music because we go from your music to classical to other people's arrangements so we're going to come back to some serious music now this is the slow movement from the violin concerto by beethoven janine jansen is the performer with the german chamber orchestra of bremen under pavo Yeri. that was janine jansen performing the slow movement of the violin concerto by beethoven with the german chamber orchestra of bremen under pavo Yeri. the choice of voter kellerman my guest and and I see immediately we're jumping to something completely different from South America, Astor Piazzolla. But give us an idea, just for our listeners, of where you've performed in the world. You've obviously performed in the United States and India, you've spoken about. Yes. Tell us where else you've been, and Africa, I guess. Yes, I've been so many places. You know, uh, we just took our collaborative show um, with Simpuye Dana and... Um, um, and and beautiful dances to Russia. So we we um, we performed in Saint Petersburg in November. Uh, we've also been to China. You know, been to all of Europe, France, um, Germany, um, um, and actually we've been to Argentina. That's when I just started started off composing my own music. I took a trip to Argentina to learn to to tango, to dance the tango. And I was so enamored by the whole, you know, the tango world and the beautiful tango music and Astor Piazzolla that we decided to, on my first album, the first track on my first album is an Astor Piazzolla number called Vuelvo al Sur. And are you a mean dancer? Well, I'm not as good as I, as I thought I'd be. You know, it's this funny little story. Um, uh, I didn't realize, but people practice for years before they go to Buenos Aires to dance a tango and I am being quite confident in knowing I can pick up dance steps pretty quickly. I just arrived, they went through a few lessons and went to my first milonga. 
and totally misjudged my efforts. Because <laughs> there were other people there who were much better than you. <laughs> yeah, they were amazing. And soon nobody nobody would wanted to dance with me anymore. I had to do much more practice before I could actually reach the longer stage. You mean even the, the Argentinian women couldn't lead you around? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, this is Astor Piazzolla, and it's called Vuelvo al Sur. That uh, the voice there was uh, the, that of Veronique Lalouette, Denny Lalouette's daughter. She is such a talent and a beautiful, beautiful voice, and she sings Spanish like a native speaker. You'd never say she does. She's not a, yeah. a, a Spanish person. Uh, just for our listeners, also Denny Lalouette, uh, originally from Mauritius, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he's a, a very good electric bass player, and most of the gigs that we do in Joburg involving. A rhythm section. Denny plays bass for us and for a lot of other people around South Africa yeah. too. I mean, he's just so experienced. He's, he is he's amazing. He's, he was the, the the bass player on my first album. Yeah, and Veronique, his daughter, uh, did several concerts with us. Uh, concerts at the zoo and sort of light music concerts. She's a wonderful singer, and that featured her. That was Vuelvo al Sur by Astor Piazzolla, and Moritz Lotz. Gosh, Moritz features a lot here. Yes, um, because you know he was the first person uh, that I that I uh, worked with, first producer for my first album, and he, I think you know he is mind-blowingly talented. He is really so amazing, and I don't think you know we have this rich talent in our midst, and people don't even know it. Um, and I've just since continued working with him because I just feel so blessed um, having he's, such. He's a, talent. a good man. Yeah. Yeah. And and here comes, is this another track from your new CD? This is from the uh, Grammy-nominated Love Language, and that's the first time I worked with Soweto Gospel Choir, and that's what sparked the idea of the new CD. But this is probably probably my favorite track from, from Love Language. And it's by Vivaldi, uh, and many people take Baroque music because it's got a sort of driving rhythm, a yes. lot of it, which, yes. which suits this crossover type event. And this is Winter from The Four Seasons, and again features Voter Kellerman with Soweto Gospel Choir. And the arranger, the arranger there was Vessel van Rensburg, who is also such a, an amazing uh, arranger, composer, and, and general um, beautiful pianist and fantastic talent. Uh, I've also been continuing to work with him. In fact, he arranged this next piece, Tula Baba, as well. And, um, you know, I love the way Vessel arranges because when working with Soweto Gospel Choir, he understands that um, you have to allow some some freedom and some space for them to do their own thing. So he doesn't specify 100% what needs to be done. He just gives them a direction to go into. And I, this is very interesting also. Tula Baba comes from uh, Ipin Tombi, yes. which was... A very successful uh, musical in the 70s, was it? Must have been about the 70s, I yeah, think. even earlier. <coughs> I, I, yeah. I actually don't know. <laughs> I think it was in the 70s because oh, yes. I, I lived in England for eight years and it was while I was there that okay. this came to London. Maybe it had been running here earlier. But a lot of the music was written, strangely enough, by Bertha Egnos and Gail Lakia. I think the two of them did it together. And... They obviously had a choir then that they were working with and a, and a black cast who could do all the stuff. And they just 
arranged songs, I think. Yes, and there's actually, I mean, there's a, a whole lot of different opinions about this song because Tula Baba is actually a traditional song. Um, so, you know, the question is who really wrote it? And there's a whole debate. As there is with it. lots of African yeah. music. Yeah. There was that whole story about uh, Wembube also, the lion yeah. sleeps tonight. Exactly. That was a whole drama. Yeah, And in fact, it's all to do with the, the intellectual copyright and who owns it. Yeah, it's a really complicated issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but obviously, you have a good relationship with Samro, who protects these things. And also, for the listeners' yeah. sake, there is Samro, South African Music Rights Organization, which protects composers' intellectual copyright. Exactly. That's what they do. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's absolutely so necessary. Yeah. Um, I have a, a friend, uh, Flamenco, uh, guitarist who arrived in China and discovered his own book um, totally redone just with different photos of someone else. <laughs> so there was obviously no copyright protection there. No, no. And in fact, uh, you mentioned that because we found, we developed a very nice logo for the Joburg International Mozart Festival which cost us quite a lot of money yeah. and which we use here. And a friend of mine, um, uh, Florian Ulick, whom listeners know because we play his music, he and I do this festival together. He once sent me, he was in China, and he found exactly the same logo for a, some Mozart concert that was being held yeah. there, just pinched. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so we, you know, we have to value and appreciate the fact that we, we live in a, in, a, in, a, in a place where there is more copyright protection. Here comes Tula Baba. Uh, featuring Vota Kellerman, Soweto Gospel Choir. This is from your new CD. From the new album, yes. Here it comes. That was one of the tracks from Vota Kellerman's new CD, Symphonic Soweto, which is being launched this week. It features the Soweto Gospel Choir, my guest, Vota Kellerman, KZN Philharmonic, conducted by Lick Temming, probably, was it, or John Walton? Actually, J.B. Arthur conducted. J.B. Arthur conducted. You know, he, he understands the, the choir, and, and, and he did a few of the arrangements as well, and he was sort of the perfect to, person to do the, the, the crossover conducting. And also, I see Angelique Kidjo. Yes. Um, you know, we're very blessed to have her on this album. Um, she is probably Africa's most prominent singer and most popular singer. And, and um, most beautiful woman. Yeah, she's lovely. And and she sang um, Johnny Clegg's Asimbo Nanga with us, as well as Marie Makeba's uh, Jikala Maweni. So we arranged that, and, and um, it's just such a blessing. And she did a fantastic job. It's one of the two favorite tracks on the album. So, um, you know, it's really hard to get her, but uh, and to get her to, you know, such a person. She's three-time Grammy winning and just... Such a busy schedule, but you made space yeah. for us. And and just to remind you, if you go, if you want information about this CD, you can go to voterkellerman dot com, or you can go to kellermanvoter at gmail dot com if you want to email him. Kellermanvoter at gmail dot com, and you can get information from him or talk to him via email. Well, we're coming towards the end of the program now, and. I think it's fantastic, your combination of music that you've chosen. Here comes uh, Mozart, the wonderful Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, who was also driven by his passion for music. And this is the third movement, the rondo from his piano concerto number 15, played by Daniel Barenboim with the Berlin Philharmonic. That was music by Mozart, 
the final movement, the third movement from his piano concerto number 15, Daniel Barenboim playing with the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra. And we've just got about a minute now to close down this program. It's been wonderful to spend time with you, Voter. Thank you for coming in. Thank you, Richard. Such a, it's really easy to talk to you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's a pleasure to talk to you. And don't forget that this week is the launch of Voter's new CD, Symphonic Soweto. It's called A Tribute to Nelson Mandela. And all these pieces are now on iTunes, are they? Yes. So you can get all the new pieces on iTunes. And, of course, uh, let me just tell you that there's Asim Bonanga, Biko featuring Angelique Kidjo, Noma Langa, Different Colors, One People, Madiba Wish, Mandela Medley, Kosi Sikaleli Africa, Voice of Hope, uh, Soweto Travels, Liza Lisin Dingalako, Tula Baba, Jikela Maweni, all, many of them familiar songs. So, and arranged with some symphony orchestra, choir, and flute. I know that's yeah, so exciting. I think it's 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 something fresh. You know, yeah. it's something different. And I hope that we can hear some of these live one of these days. I know you're working on it. Yes. And we'll see what can be produced. So there we are, done for another week. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow night with full works at eight p.m. Thank you for listening tonight and. Thanks to Pete for helping us put the program together. And, of course, thank you to my guest, Voter Kellerman. Until next time, from all of us here at Classic 1027, we wish you a very good night.